welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. My name is DM Celeste. And I am DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and I sound amazing. Yes, yes you do. I don't sound sick at all. <laughs> Not at all, just hit some vitamin C and you'll be all good to go. Yep, vitamin C for caffeine. I don't think mm-hmm. that's what I don't think that's right. But uh, there's a C in it. Yep. <laughs> And today we are tying back to episode 171, A Reputation to Uphold, which featured Stephen Williams. And that led Rorick and I to have a wonderful pop culture reference that has had Celeste dancing for minutes on end. Yes. And we entitled Diamnastics number 140, About That Reputation. Yes. Which and I, oh. is from? Well, uh, Bad Reputation, the uh, best song. Ever. Um, and I love that we put right in there the Joan Jett uh, music video link <laughs> right there mm-hmm. at the top of this forum. Uh, so don't say we're not here for entertainment. Yes. Uh, yes, we are helping Joan Jett get more money. I mean, that's all we need. That's it. Done. Thank you, Joan. Yep. <laughs> so this was all about building factions uh, based on the conversation that we had, you know, in reputations in games like World of Warcraft and things like that. And, you know, it was added to 5th edition. So what would be some fun factions for the world of Dayan Bay or your own homebrew world? And we have questions, as we always do. But, Celeste, which did you want to highlight from the forum? Yes. So I chose the post from... DM Annabelle. Uh, so we starting off uh, with our questions, we asked basically what the name of the faction was, what is their legitimate functions, their illegitimate functions, uh, what does it take to join the faction, what are the consequences of crossing them, and of course, anything else you could think of. So DM Annabelle uh, proposed for their faction name, the Numorium which I thought was already super cool name, super mysterious. Uh, and then essentially the Numorium is a coalition of mathematicians. Uh, so mostly like wizards, um, artificers, other magic users who basically, oh, and she also wanted to highlight here that they are sometimes called math whizzies. Oh man. Which is uh, adorable and wow. Um, <laughs> that, so that got my attention. Uh, but essentially this group uses math equations to cast their spells. Um, so at the heart of kind of what they are, they believe that they are folks who, if they learn all the secrets of math and numbers, uh, they can basically answer the big questions of the universe. Uh, and they use that. So they're all an association of like numerologists uh, is something Annabelle talked about. Um, and then for the illegitimate function. So essentially this group believes that they can discover the true secrets of the universe through numbers. Uh, so, And they could use that for good or for ill, but to gain power, uh, to manipulate circumstances out in the universe. And I love also the consequences for crossing them. Uh, Annabelle talked about how, so each person or like plant or animal, they have like a numerical code, right? So if you possess the code of this individual, you can use it to destroy them or oh. to heal them, you know, uh, good and bad. It's like learning kind of the true names of things, yeah. which is like a, a concept from a lot of mythology. But like, I love the idea of like, everybody has a true serial code, right? It's oh, so good. And then my immediate not serious answer is it makes me think of Futurama. When Bender <laughs> figures out time travel yes. by just spouting off ones and zeros in the right combination. Yep. 
Yep, it's just, it's it's such a cool idea. Uh, And of course, for the anything else you can think of, uh, they put on here, Numerorium is operated by an old dwarf named Lloyd and his wife, Phyllis. They are a cute couple. (laughs) And I just, I absolutely love that there's this adorable couple that just starts basically this number cult, like to control the universe. And they're just, you know, they're just real sweet. Uh, little couple. <laughs> I mean, as a total aside, I feel like that is sometimes the perfect amount and way to present things to people or your players. Right now, that's all you need. You need yep. that it's an old dwarf named Lloyd, his wife Phyllis, and they are a cute couple. Yep. And if that speaks to your players, then you invest more. If not, that's all it'll ever be. And it's still great. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a great lead in. And what a great idea of having these people running around in your world, because I can imagine this is like pretty, you know, far reaching. You could have scholars and wizards involved, but also like maybe there are just people who believe in the power of numbers or like it seems even I would want to see like this kind of like maybe books in stores like the power of numerology. Right. And like these couples are just working on publishing these like little DIY numerology at home tomes uh, that get people like pulled into this, this deeper arcane truth. I think could be really cool. And I also love the idea of, well, again, this might be a California thing. I never know Celeste. So tell me if it is, (laughs) but Uh, uh, well, (laughs) so the idea of also like the rebels in this group going and tagging things, but then it looks like equations, but then you also have a lot of, local or you know local gangs that are like x13 and things like that yep. but that's just immediately what i thought of like these are the solutions to things and they're just like freely giving it out and like terrible consequences yeah we're the quadratic gang like oh. <laughs> yeah. uh people tag all over the place neil oh. don't, don't worry about it they were murdered with the hypotenuse dun 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 move on bail 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 so So I picked the one from DM Onesie Night, and they created the Priory of Thanatos, where it's basically like the world's largest library. And so historical artifacts. And so I I think almost more of a museum necessarily than a traditional library, but this combination of both where essentially all historical artifacts that they can find, archaeology, research, anything they can get their hands on. And so that's kind of the legitimate function is, you know, people probably come on your field trips or just in research or, you know, just doing traditional library things. But the illegitimate side is that the prime lore master is actually an ancient warforged who is basically like the last of his kind. And he eventually wants to create a new generation of warforged. Yeah. Whoa. And so in that effort, they're willing to go to any length to obtain more historical artifacts and knowledge, no matter how dark that road may lead. And again, with the idea that um, they're going to create a better world by reintroducing the Warforged. Yeah, I mean, I always love like acquisition of knowledge as a motivation for a villain. It just feels... It feels so so relevant in a world, you know, where where everything is read by science and like mm-hmm. uh, so the fact trying to collect all of these things to recreate uh, the Warforged race is a really cool uh, pull for a villain. 
And then DM Wednesday night did a good job of like, you know, these are the overarching goals of this person. But the kind of like street level is that, you know, they're employing all these thieves and smugglers, you know, pirates, all these other things. And so that could be like the low level interaction that the players have to eventually uncover this plot of this. It almost makes me think of like, uh, what was it? iRobot? Yes, with Will Smith, mm-hmm. like that kind of like this crazy, almost undead, but now it's like these war, these half-made warforged. Yeah, and then kind of joining this faction, you know, because we presented both legitimate and illegitimate ways, so you could just basically study and get a diploma and stay on and be a teacher and yep. probably be none the wiser about the other people that go and become those street level thugs and or you know or expeditions because you could even again be employed and not know you're doing something wrong right because they could that's one of the other things is you these people could be employing the adventurers because they do well at getting artifacts yeah like i need this thing out of this lost temple like cool Mm -hmm. here's some money whatever like yep you're not harming anyone and it's just you know it's just going into these ruins and getting this artifact and bringing it back and then you find out that you are hurting everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Simple fetch quest, or is it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's kind of the anything else is that you know, and you could also use the avenue of just you know, I I am a quest giver and you are quest takers. Mm-hmm. So well done, DM onesie night. Yes. But with that, we're gonna lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me, lift these weights. Let's go. Yeah. What is the name of the faction? Uh, names are always the hardest part. Uh, well, what kind of faction do we want to see? Nope, not, I don't like it. I don't want to do it that way. Random. Okay, got it. So using the power of the internet, because that will help spur on our creativity. The faction name is the Dark Mains. Ooh, Dark Mains. Okay. Mains, M-A-N-E? Yes. S? Okay. What are their legitimate functions? Um, so I mean, I immediately think of like were lions. What? What? Uh, dark manes, crazy, or other kind of lycanthropic creatures, uh, which would be really cool. Like if that was a legitimate faction, like a band of these were creatures that represent the interests of <laughs> beasts of their kind, or perhaps even represent the interests of nature or their own preserves uh, of land or something along that. At nature. So in Al-Kadim, there were were lions. And the big thing that I wanted to see is what in previous editions was the alignment and their lawful evil. So I feel like it would be all but perfect to have like both a legitimate and illegitimate side to a faction of were lions. Absolutely. Yeah. Lawful evil opens up all kinds of legitimate (laughs) avenues, especially bureaucracy. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So the legitimate functions, I, I mean, the easiest easiest one. So maybe I don't like it because of that. Would be some level of protection, mm-hmm. or maybe they they run like a, a big game operation. Like if they maintain like these certain areas or regions where people can go hunting, like for specific exotic or rare beasts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they have these preserves and these areas. Like, oh yeah, you can come here. You can hunt like big game hunts or safaris. Uh, that they invite people in and they manage this sort of regulate this territory. Yeah. Perhaps that's something they would do. So it's more of like a, a hunting grounds 
sort of operation going on. Yeah, so the the illegitimate side of that is, I mean, maybe I watch too many shows like this, but the my first thought was that it would be a way to clean money. Mm-hmm. Because you're paying this, you know, in this insane price to go hunt these crazy creatures, but yeah. then that's cleaning your money because you're funneling it through these this were lion, like yeah, setup. it's all a laundering <laughs> operation yeah. going on, yeah, and also something for snobby rich folks to do. So they got a ton of money moving around, high end clientele. Well, yeah, and and then you know, you always feel like you're the the bad person doing the right thing. Is you know, and there's always the presentation of like, well, we've taken this creature away from the area that it was terrorizing, so that some who cares, some rich person's just going to come kill it. Yep, yeah, it's a safe experience. You know, it's it's a uh, the ethical way to hunt. <laughs> yes, saving the world one owl bear at a time. Oh, I love I love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would want to play in this. Yes. Uh, this is so bad. Ooh, what does it take to join the faction? Ooh. See, do you think you have to be a were-creature? Or... I mean, if you're, well, to be considered a true dark main, yes. Maybe you have to be, like, accept to be bitten and sworn mm-hmm. in to the, ooh, into the pride. Yep. Oh, and I feel like using. Uh, either contracts of uh, obtaining animals or some of the or, you know, creatures or something like that could be the way kind of your inroad. Yeah. Like proving that you can bring in big, interesting mm-hmm. creatures uh, for them to. Wow. Yeah. So, what are the consequences? Murder. Done. Murder. The- <laughs> Super murder. I imagine people get fed to wild animals a lot. Like, as a means of disposal. That's also another illegitimate thing I see. Like, if somebody were to cross them, what better way to get rid of the the body than to feed it to these wild animals? Be like, oh, no, they died in there. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes people get mauled. Yeah, look, they signed this here death The clause. waiver, like, yeah. yep, saying we are not responsible. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty easy to hide a body when it's disintegrated by a beholder. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kind of sweep it off to the side. Uh, I mean, there's Black Dragon. What am I supposed to do? The acid. There's nothing left. Like, Okay. Anything. Or you do you. You do you. Um, <laughs> I love that it's uh, become that. I just imagine these dark manes look so cool. Oh, yeah. Do they have some kind of like cool uniform that they wear or like what? I think their manes are dyed. I don't think, they're, I don't think they're naturally that way. So I think that there's a lot of care taken into both the the color basically the personalization of each mate yeah and so like you could easily identify who you're looking at by the mane that they wear yeah or maybe there's like a die system for ranking or something so there's a way to clearly indicate um status yeah status Ooh, i love that done the dark veins exist veins. ah i really want to put them in my game done that's the point yay Oh my, uh, I don't know how we cannot do this. So I looked up another random set yes. of names. Yes. And what jumped out to me are the humming beards. Whoa, how appropriate for no reason. Yep. Um, so the humming beards. The humming beards. Whoa, okay. It's a traveling group of dwarven bards. Yay! Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. And that's their legitimate function is they like travel from town to town. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's different groups of them and they just travel and it's like a barbershop quartet. 
Yeah, you can hire them out to uh, do parties or send messages yes, to the, people. Yes, the hummingbeards. Yes! Uh, you know, like those barbershop quartets where you can send somebody like, uh, I love you, or yep. like, uh, die, you know, <laughs> die enemy, or, oh man, I love this. And they're only dwarves. Yep. So that have magnificent beards. Of course. Of course, of course. What if, okay, so you you sparked the idea for illegitimate is- Yeah. What if they are, you know, in the legitimate side is this traveling troop of bards, but the illegitimate side is that they're actually willing to take on contracts. Yeah. So they they literally will sing to you before you die. Yep. They will assassinate you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. (laughs) And nobody lives to tell the tale so they can keep doing it. Oh, man. Done. What, What does it take to join the faction, though? Obviously, one, being a dwarf. Yes, yes. Having a glorious beard, I think, is very important. Or, I mean, you know, honestly, though, being able to cosmetically appear, you know, it's almost because mm-hmm. you're almost like a character actor at that point, you know, like Disneyland and things like that. So then at least being able to fit the appearance of a humming beard is all it would take. Yeah, get yourself a, a belt of dwarven kind and go for it. Yep. I think a great deal of training goes into being this. I think everybody is classically trained. Um, so probably you, you have to go to a bard school or spend some time learning the ways of the barbershop <laughs> quartet. Yes. And hopefully we, now that we've done this, we can convince our friends at Bombarded that this is the hummingbeards need yeah. to exist. <laughs> Kyle, if you're listening, hummingbeards. Also, the consequences of crossing them, my first thought is something softer. And so there's the contract killers, but the idea that they could be this intricate network where basically if you cross them, they ruin you verbally across the land, like where basically your negative reputation will precede you and like you can't get ins, no one wants to sell you anything all just because they've been tarnishing your name. Yeah, because they're famous and they know everyone and everyone knows them. And if they say the wrong thing about you, ooh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Last but not least, you do you. So is it always, I kind of like the idea, it's always a group of four, like Mm -hmm. four dwarves. And I also like the idea that maybe they always have like an apprentice with them or somebody that's, you know, working to become part of the quartet or like to transfer to another quartet. So it's like they're roadie? Yeah, they have a roadie who like, you know, does, carries around all the equipment and everything. So I think they always have a roadie with them. Oh, so good. With no beard. (laughs) No beard, no beard. They're not allowed to have a beard until they're like full status. Yes. Clean shaven yes. roadie. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. I say we've done it, but if people wanted to get a hold of us and tell us about their factions in their world, where could they go? Uh, they can email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at dmnastics. Or, of course, you can find Neil personally at Jopemoniac or me at Zconowich. And for everything else on the network, you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But with that, we're going to head to our post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. So today for the light bulb, we are reminded by the amazing Sly Flourish, a.k.a. the Lazy Dungeon Master, of an amazing item that both Celeste and I really enjoy. And yes. you could have for the right, ni- right nice price of wherever you find it. I don't know. But the Paizo Basic 
flip mats are the way to go because they are a very easy and compact way to have a large grid readily available that you can use with dry erase markers. Yeah, I mean, this is just like such a fabulous tool to have in your back pocket, uh, either running games at your house or if you're going to other people's homes uh, to run these games. Just And I love having this dry erase option as well because you can make maps ahead of time and ready to go. Like if you know your group is going to be at a big encounter, you can already like have all of this ready to go. Just have the maps laid out. Uh, and then if you have to change a mid-encounter, you can erase and reuse. And it just makes it so easy and such a nice tool to have like i i absolutely love having these grids all ready to go yeah some of them are a little darker than others to kind of give different feel of like different locations and things like that so you, you most of the time you want to end up using a black marker the other nice thing is you know, i have the really nice chessic one that's huge but that's in a giant tube and it's very yeah. difficult to so take yeah, around roll it up and slip a hair dye on that. And yeah. Well, and then now you're just running around with this thing. Yeah. But this, <laughs> <laughs> but whereas the flip mats, you can literally, it's, it's two feet by, you know, so 24 inches by 30 inches and you could just fold it up, put it in your normal backpack or messenger bag or whatever you normally use to carry things. Like, like I said, instead of shove it in a book, like it's already going to be the, yeah. Running around with go. the giant tube where everyone question, <laughs> questions your yep. choices. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, yeah, trying to get out of your car, uh, holding everything. Yeah, no. definitely. No. <laughs> yeah, and definitely check out which ones work best for you because they have a ton of different ones that already have different locations, different topography, all kinds of different things. Or just go right back to the kind of basic just sand looking color and draw to your heart's content. Yeah, they also make them really easy to get a hold of. I mean, they sell them on Amazon uh, and they're they're really cheap, reasonable, just a great tool to have done but with that we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym before we go i want to implore you the listeners to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as other conversations being had and to do that just head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask do you even lift can i trust you'll add your own cardio yeah no don't put me down for cardio what are you doing horizontal running